This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. So I'm going to be honest with you all. I know almost nothing about the world that today's guests inhabit. Now, I know you're saying to yourself, Dan, I've listened to a few of your podcasts and you never know anything about anything. Fair enough. But we're talking about the world of professional gaming. And as I have mentioned once or twice, I am terrible at every video game ever invented from Pong to Qbert to League of Legends. Speaking of League of Legends, let's get to today's guests. Greg Kim was recently named the head of CLG, one of the largest esports organizations in the world that fields teams in League of Legends, Fortnite, Super Smash Brothers, and many others. And joining Greg is pro League of Legends player Juan Contracts Garcia, who just signed on with CLG in November. They're both here today to explain to me that me telling my kids to stop playing so many video games is probably the biggest financial mistake I've ever made in my life. Welcome, guys. Pleasure to be here, Dan. All right. All right. Well, before we get too deep into this, Greg, let's set the stage a little bit. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people know how big esports is. It's a massive business, but how massive is it? Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one off the bat. More coming up from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsor. Take your business online with Wix, the leading website creation platform that's got all the tools you need to create, manage, and grow your brand. Whether you're starting an online business or you've got a side hustle, you can design a site to showcase your brand that'll look great on any device. Join over 200 million people already using Wix's wide range of solutions to enhance their businesses like ultra-smart SEO tools designed to get you found on search engines, faster loading times to create outstanding user experiences, and payment solutions to help boost your revenue. Plus, with enterprise-grade security built into every site, you know you're in safe hands. You can manage everything from one dashboard on desktop and mobile, so you can be available anywhere at any time, in the office, at home, or on the go. Want to get started? Head over to Wix.com today and create your website today. And we're back. I think uh, it's big and it's growing, right? And it's interesting because it's it's an early stage industry, right? Like I think video games have been along for really for a very long time, but I think over the past ten plus years or so, we've really seen an explosion in what esports is and and how leagues have formed and how uh, competitive gaming has become more legitimate. I think the biggest one that we're in right now is League of Legends. And what's most impressive about League is the global scale of the sport, right? Uh, League has 10 leagues around the world from Korea to China to Europe to here in the U.S. And 
the most recent world's final had over 73 million people watching at the same time. So on a global scale, like we definitely got a bunch of the eyeballs and like, that's just league of legends, right? There are other titles out there like counter-strike, like Valorant, like super smash brothers that, you know, pull in totally different sports audiences in the way that basketball pulls in a different audience from hockey, from baseball. So pretty wide scale. Yeah. So that's interesting. So the, the people who are, I would have guessed that, you know, esports fans were fans of all the games, but there's people who are dedicated to like players, I guess they're dedicated to one versus, and then they don't care about Fortnite or they don't care about something else. Yeah. I pin a similar to like a European sports club or a college sports program, right. Where like, you know, for us, like, you know, League of Legends might be equivalent of our NCAA basketball team or football team, but like we we have other sports in, in some of the ones I mentioned, like our women's counter-strike team, like our Super Smash Brothers team. And, you know, we're operating different athletes within each of those sports. They cater to different folks. Uh, people, people play what they love and they watch what they love. So, you know, our task is sort of doing all of those players and teams justice. And each of those game ecosystems has different sizes and, and different player talent pools, but it's all about juggling all of those at the same time and building a brand within that space. So Juan, let's talk a little bit about the player talent pool. How does somebody go from someone who's really good at video games to a professional gamer? And then specifically, how'd you get on board with CLG? The first kind of thing I'd say about that is you, you want to get noticed somehow. You want to get your name out there. The way I got my name out there was just uh, playing through the the official ladder, I would say. So basically, I got pretty high up on the ladder and then a lot of the team scouts and just players get to know you really well if you are consistency consistently in the top side of the ladder. So eventually I got my name picked up out of there and went from there. I think that's definitely like the easiest getting known in, in the competitive ladder. So what uh when you say consistently playing, like what what does that what does that mean? What's consistent? I would say probably either from ten Eight, eight to ten uh, games a day uh, in that ladder, and I think you would get noticed pretty well if uh, you were consistently playing well. So, and how do you get? Is it just? Is it something that you just had a natural ability for? I mean, obviously, you're playing that much; you get a lot of practice. But is it something that, like Michael Jordan, can dunk? You know, are people just naturally? gifted with the abilities that make them better at League of Legends, or can anyone learn how to play it? Historically, there's been kind of two types of players. Uh, you're really good mechanically, which means you have like really fast fingers, right? Like you have really insane reaction time, and you kind of can outplay your your opponent with just overall skill. And there's been like the hard workers that put in a lot of time and, you know, have to, you know, like the undrafted free agent, right? Or rookie, right? So basically right. you have to like work your way up that way there's definitely been two types of players and i'd say it's a mix of both for sure where, where, where do you where do you fall growing up and ranking up i was definitely one of the like mechanically kind of skilled players for sure but over the course of my career i realized like i can't completely rely on that so i have to put in as much work as everyone else is right so right right so greg so how do you what's scouting like how are you going about building these teams yeah, I, it's a super interesting and involving thing for us because it's not like pro sports, right? We don't have like an AAU scene feeding into a college scene for us to just like go out and scout. And like as Juan mentioned, right, we just do a lot of monitoring of what people playing League of Legends, how they're doing, right? What the solo queue ladders are like. And I would say like our scouts 
we haven't moneyballed it yet. Like the advanced stats don't tell us a lot, but we just do a ton of film review, right? Like watching how a player within the game moves, how it looks like they're clicking, how it looks like, you know, they position their character in a bunch of fights to see, like, see how cerebral they are about the game. So it's a lot of that, looking at how people on the public ranked ladder are doing, how people are playing as individuals. And we also have some developmental scenes that we pull from. Uh, basically, League of Legends in North America is a three-tier system where we have the League Championship Series, which is like our, let's say, our like NBA equivalent, right? We have the LCS Academy League, which is like our, our G League equivalent. And then we have our amateur scene, which is just sort of like the feeder league into that academy system. And that gives us like a healthy pipeline and a place for, for us to like develop our players on our secondary roster, but also for other organizations and amateur teams to field their rosters and give more emerging talent a spotlight. So our main league, it's 10 teams. The developmental league, it's also 10 teams, but the amateur system is is much more wide open and gives you know organized play a place to shine. And can you give people a sense of what's at stake get to the world championship? Like, what are we playing for? What can teams walk away with? Yeah, I mean, so our world championship structure is like similar to a Champions League type format where it, the the Lee, League of Legends takes the top two to three teams from a region in the world. So like the top three teams from North America will go. And like, this is the biggest stage in League of Legends esports, right? Like for me, as someone running an organization, it's almost like priceless brand exposure to get to that point, to get like all those 73 million eyeballs across the entire world. So for a brand recognition perspective, it's huge. I would say for the players and teams, like there's there's nothing more prestigious in esports, right? I think like mm. the world championship league worlds is the biggest event. Like the scale is huge. Like they you fill arenas, right? Back in 2016, last time I was in North America, like we filled the Staples Center. This upcoming year, like the world finals is actually going to be back in North America for the first time in a while. And like, we're going to be at the Chase Center. And from a prestige and brand recognition perspective, like it's it's massive. And I would say like on a more monetary standpoint, this is one of the areas where like Riot's established cool ways to to get the teams involved, right? It's, it's a little bit winner take all and that the team that wins the whole thing they get a whole like skin line in game, which effectively refers to like a bunch of costumes for your characters in game that people can purchase and, and the league and game publisher rev share with the team. So, you know, you're immortalized within the game, right? Like I have a couple of these on my personal account and like every time you play the character, like you can see the signature of the players, you know, like, oh, this refers to the champion from like 2018 and he was oh, really? playing, like, this champion. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. So you're immortalized and teams get a share of that revenue as well. That's awesome. So can you give me and maybe people like me who don't have clear sense, like the difference between a top tier player and, you know, an amateur. So like, you know, if you watch the Olympics, the difference between the guy who wins the gold for bobsledding and the guy who comes in last place is like two tenths of a second. Are the margins small like that? Or is it like Kobe Bryant scoring 60 points in a game and someone else scoring nothing? I think it's more similar to the latter. And I'll let Juan chime in here in a second. But I would venture to guess, like, if you put two teams of like equal strength players, but you had me jungling against Juan, like I wouldn't be able to play the game, right? Literally, like probably after a couple minutes, like I'd just be 
be useless and like not able to do anything. But, uh, and that's like a combination of like, like what we mentioned earlier, right? Like my fingers probably don't move as fast. My reaction is probably not as good. And my innate understanding of where to go and how the game works just like, isn't there to the extent that like, I just wouldn't be able to do anything. Right. Um, but I, I guess while, like, how would you compare yourself to like a silver or gold player? Cause I guess that's the average, right? <laughs> Yeah, if I if I was definitely comparing like an LCS player to even just an amateur player, I'd say the difference is quite big. Obviously, there's a few amateur players here and there that have like the skill and the potential to be an LCS player. There's definitely been a few of those here and there. But overall, just like game understanding, just knowing where to be and, and how to do it at the right time is very important. It's honestly the difference between LCS and amateur players, like mechanically and like a reaction time, isn't like too big. There's still like a little, like it's like the the first one you're talking about, like tenth of a second, right? Mm. It's like it's similar, but just the overall understanding of how to play the game, I think, is vastly different. Yeah. Okay. I think to that point, like to give it a pro sports comparable, right? Like if I'm playing a zone defense in basketball, right? Like I instinctually know like, you know, where the, based on where the ball is, like I need to rotate to this spot. I need to be this close to like my man or like my zone, right? Like it's the, the variables you need to consider are sort of like, it's in a two dimensional space. And it's like the ball relative, like to the threat of someone scoring to like what area you need to cover, right? League of legends, I think to truly understand the game, like especially in certain positions, like Juan, who's a jungler, which means he's going all over the map. Like you need to understand like, okay, like I just started the map on this side. Like there are three lanes in the game. Like I can, like, how are my teammates doing relative to the opposing teammates? What is the last thing I did? What is the last thing I think my opponent did? And like, how does that inform where I go? And like in three minutes, this, this big like objective in the game is coming up. So like, what do I need to do to be prepared for that? Right. Like they're sort of, they're almost like three or four different orders of thinking for a pro league of legends player to consider that, that in some ways are just like so complex. And I would say like the more amateur a player is like probably the less of those things that you're thinking about at any right. given time. <laughs> well, this player would just have uh, better habits. Yeah. Consistent with their habits. So can you talk, Juan, can you talk a little bit about training? Like, is there like physical training you could do like, like for your finger muscles? Like, how does that work? More coming up from our guests. But first, a word from our sponsor. We all want to know that we have enough to get to where we want to go. For instance, you either have enough energy to run a marathon or you're on the side of the road wheezing. How about your startup? Does it have enough cloud computing power to win and handle the really big customers? You might think stable, enterprise-ready cloud infrastructure like Oracle's is out of reach for your new company, but Oracle for Startups was made just for you. Oracle wants to help you land those big customers, so they're offering preferred pricing on enterprise cloud for startups. That's free cloud credits and 70% off their cloud services. And as an Oracle for Startups partner, you can tap into more than 40 years of experience for guidance as you grow. Oracle for Startups doesn't want you wheezing on the side of the road. They want you to have enough power to scale and land your dream customer. Visit oracle.com slash real job. That's oracle.com slash real job. And our next sponsor. 
Build a team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. And we're back. I mean, I'm sure I've never, I honestly, it's like pretty rare to do that kind of thing in sports right now. But uh, like receivers, like in football, they um, do a lot of hand-eye training, right? Hand-eye coordination training with like tennis balls and all that other stuff. So I'm sure it could be beneficial to like uh, do those things for for sports, but it hasn't really been done yet. I think like. You're going to say, uh, can I, I can just, just to put this out there, you can at any point say, that's a really stupid question. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that. I think it's astute though. And that like, as, as esports as an industry has evolved and as like the infrastructure has been built up, like for example, here in Los Angeles, three or four years ago, we built out this whole training facility, right? I think as esports has grown, so is our sophistication in terms of training and running and operating in a team. And, and so like we, we bring in physical therapists for our players, for example, right. And like, we concentrate mm-hmm. on like some of the ergonomics of how our players are sitting and how they're playing, like how they're taking care of their bodies, especially like, I think the big frontier that we haven't quite cracked as an industry yet is sleeping habits. I think like that's sort of the next frontier getting, getting gamers, myself included to, to sleep on time and wake up (laughs) on the right time. But that is shocking. Wait a minute. Gamers (laughs) don't have great sleeping habits. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all that stuff from PT to sleep to nutrition, like we, those are things we consider and we're evolving how that interacts with, you know, how we conduct our team operations. Uh, so you mentioned the, the that you're returning to, uh, well, the North American season. So that's starting soon, January 8th, it's kicking off, correct? Uh, I believe it's January 14th, but a bunch of our training is, is kicking up. Uh, you know, I think we're having all of our teams report like the first week of January, right after New Year's. So Juan, are you, are you ready? Oh, yeah. Still got to grind off some rust, obviously, because this has been off season. So I've been trying to Take it easy, right? And prepare for the overall grind that League of Legends is. You're putting yeah. in like 10 to 12 hour days. So the way I like to prepare for that is take it easy a little bit. But as the season is ramping up, like, uh, yeah, we have what, like three weeks, then I'll start uh, really getting into full kind of grind mode. So a lot of people to kind of decompress after a day of work play video games. So what is that? How does that work for you? Yeah, it's a little different. Um Overall, I like to kind of watch some shows. Uh, you know, yeah. just I have I have boba. It's like a drink. It's basically tea with like pearls in it. I like to drink. It calms me down. Uh, <laughs> and then I just like to go to the gym too. Gym is a big one for me. Right, right. That's great. And so, so people who want to watch you competing, they could watch on on uh, Twitch and YouTube. Give everyone the address, or it's uh, Counter Logic Gaming. I think is uh, the uh, best place to to check it out on Twitch or YouTube. Is there something else you recommend people checking out, especially people like me who kind of maybe sort of understand what's going on, but not really? I would say I, those are good interest. Like there's a there's a bunch of ways to get in, right? I think probably like the the best way to rip off the band is to watch like a weekly broadcast and just sort of see the scale of it. I think uh, to that extent, like watching the LCS on Twitch or YouTube is a great entry point. We at CLG filmed a whole bunch of features, just like introducing our players and our roster philosophy and like 
those are up on our CLG YouTube channel and, and our own Twitter, where it's like our Twitter handle is CL Gaming. Those are great ways to start learning about the space a little bit and learn about the team that we've put together and some of our players, like Juan included. I think we've done a bunch of spots to try to to try to you know build that narrative and introduce our players to our fans. That's cool. That's that's really cool. I'm wondering, do you guys from the team executives to the players, do the makers of the games come to you? Do do you have any input in like new versions of the games, things you'd like to see, things you don't don't like? It depends on it depends on the publisher and the game. I think we focus on League of Legends so so we'll stick on Riot. I would say like Riot Games, like for League of Legends, it's an evolving game, right? They update it every two weeks, like tweaking the relative power of some of the characters in the game or, or how things interact or some of the items in the game. And for them, like I would say they do their best uh, They uh, with th- thoughts to how to balance the game for people like me who are playing on like a nightly basis at like a very like casual level to while also keeping an eye on like the pro game. So we don't we don't exactly get a say in it. I'm sure our ideal version of the game would favor our players compared to the way that other teams will want the game to evolve and, and favor their strengths. But I would say like pro play in general, we know it's something that the publisher keeps an eye on and and like they try to adjust. They see what the trends are at multiple levels and they consider that when they're updating the game. And occasionally in the off season, we'll get like a preview of what's to come uh, and get some points to weigh in. But largely, I think they're trying to keep the competitive integrity of their game. So we just get to complain on Twitter and they can choose to take that feedback or ignore it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have to, every year they change the game like pretty drastically. And you do like the preseason play tests. So they, they have a lot of pro players come in and kind of review the game for, for next year. And then they you can give them feedback and they, they take it in pretty well, I'd say. At least when, when Blastoise was doing it, I, I thought he took feedback pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, a guy that worked at Riot a, a bit ago. So obviously there's a pretty huge fan base and people people love this. When they do go to these in-person events, like what are... What are fan interactions like? What do, what do they say to you? What do, how does that all go? Man, honestly, it's it's been quite a while since I've had fans. So I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, obviously online, uh, they're very supportive, right? But I mean, in person, it's been at least two years, two and a half years since we've had fans. But the stadiums were crazy. I, I played, when I, when I was a rookie, I played in uh, Vancouver for the uh, NA Finals. I forget what the capacity was, but it, it was quite a bit of people. Like the, the crowd was really loud, and you could definitely feel the the hype and the pressure, and mm. just all of that. And I also played at the World Finals that same year in, in China, uh, oh. and Chinese fans are next level. Like they they care so much and have so much passion. And I just remember like walking out of the stadium and just getting swarmed by Chinese fans. So, like <laughs> I, I honestly, I loved it. it. The Chinese fans are great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, with with COVID, we've just we've been playing a mixture of online and in an empty arena. So it's been a little while since we've had that in person experience. But yeah, you know, in the regular season, we play out of a studio here in LA that seats like a couple hundred people, and like it's always exciting to have that fan interaction. And and when we go, if we go to the the finals or go to a world's championship where we're playing in like somewhere like the Chase Center or like the or MSG or some of these big arenas, like it, there's nothing quite like it. It's 
it's like watching it's like watching a traditional sports event but just like it, it, it the the feeling is it's always very special just sort of walking in seeing the massive screen on the jumbotron yeah. and like seeing all the fans get into it like it's it's the best way to consume league of legends for sure that's awesome that's awesome so do you guys want to take this moment to guarantee a world championship uh in this coming season juan you want to go on the record <laughs> That's always the goal. Definitely. We're, we're known as kind of like the underdogs right now, but definitely very confident in, in what we can do next year. So hopefully you'll see us there. Greg, do you want to say that more forcefully? Do you guarantee a CLG championship? Look, I think guarantee is hard, but I think the one thing I can't guarantee is just like we're we are so excited with the roster this year. You know, obviously I've only been for CLG in six months and I coming into the season, we took a little bit of a different approach with our philosophy and and like we're building something new and we're building with direction and we want to get back to that global stage, you know, CLG, CLG's won North American titles before it's been a while since CLG's won North American titles. And I think similar to our brethren back in New York playing basketball and hockey, like I think we needed a little bit of a, we need a reset this year. And like, we're excited about our new direction. We're excited to have like Juan, like taking a big leadership role for our team this year and, and to see where we go. But that's of course, worlds is always the goal. Getting back to those big stages is always the goal. Cause like, I think for a player and, and I assume there's nothing like it. And for me, like as someone who, who stands behind our players is super proud of them and wants to see them succeed. Like it's nothing like seeing our team on that stage. So we want to get back there. It's always hard to get a world championship. You got to get through some of the best players in the world from, from all over the world, but Mm -hmm. getting those stages is definitely something we want to do. That's great. So you heard it here first. They are guaranteeing victory. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, guys, I, I really appreciate you explaining all this to me. It, it sounds pretty awesome. I'm definitely going to be following you guys as you rock the competition through the, the coming season. So this uh, the tournament, uh, it starts January 14th, we believe. You can check it out on... Uh, Twitch TV or YouTube on the uh, Counter Logic Gaming. Anything else anyone, uh, people who are fans should be looking out for? Well, I think just to our fans, like, you know, hope hope you're excited about our roster this year and our progress we make in League of Legends. Hope you check out our, our, our Twitch, our YouTube, and our Twitter to follow along and how we're doing. And, you know, we're looking forward to telling the story of this year and the story of our players and showcasing all the greatness that they bring to competition every day. So... Uh, stay tuned and hope you come along for the ride. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Juan, Greg, best of luck. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see you've inspired me. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll beat angry birds. Uh, (laughs) that'll be like my big accomplishment. (laughs) Just to use an incredibly outdated, uh, reference. All right. Well, thanks so much guys. Really, really fun talking to you and and best of luck. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Have a good one. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Big people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.